And welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite us all living in a time of terror. Now, today we're going to be talking about why you need to break through your denial about terrorism. Today it's a wake-up call. Do you remember when you were a little kid and perhaps you um, used to be afraid that there were monsters under the bed? Or if not you, perhaps you have children who are afraid of monsters under the bed. So what did you do when that happened? Um, you or your parent um, would turn on the light and you would see that what the monster was made of, whether there was one there and who it was, what it was, and what you could do about it, how you can counteract this monster. Well, it's similar with terrorism. Terrorism is the monster under the bed that nobody wants to talk about. We all want to pretend that it's not there. And instead of pretending it's not there, it's time to wake up and realize that there are things that you can do to protect yourself and to protect your children, to protect your whole family, your loved ones, um, from the ongoing threat of terrorism. Now, what I mean by that is um, what we're affected by still is the memory of 9-11. You know, yes, that happened in 2001, but uh, the effect of it is still lingering. And before you say, oh, no, no, you're, you're over it, just think about some of these things that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, we also, besides 9-11, uh, that we, we seem to only want to remember when it's the anniversary of 9-11, or when we go to the airport and we're asked to take our shoes off or uh, otherwise go through the security checkpoint, all of a sudden we remember, oh, yeah, this is because uh, of 9-11 and the fact that terrorists are still threatening to kill us and so on. And um, so that's like the one place that, we, that our denial uh, is broken through and we are forced to face the fact that there is still this ongoing threat. So since 9-11, we have every day, every day, you know, you can't turn on your radio, your television, the internet, look up Google News. <laughs> what do you see? There's always something every day that has to do with terrorism besides 9-11, other than that, since 9-11. Um, we're hearing about, you know, in America, we heard after 9-11 about attacks like the Boston bombing, of course. There was a beheading in Oklahoma. And there have been other various kinds of attacks that that, you know, were somewhat related to terrorism in the media. I mean, for example, the Oklahoma beheading of a co-worker was, um, the media told us that was just a workplace accident. <laughs> so, you know, we, the media, um, if, other than to get, other than um, warning us of, of certain things that, that can't be denied, you know, try to, oftentimes, some media, try to, um, smooth over these things so that we don't get into a panic. But we need to open our eyes. We need to turn the light on the, our room, and we need to look at the monster under our bed. And um, let's talk about denial. 
Denial is a psychological defense mechanism that is meant to help us cope with things going on in our world, not just things going on in the, the outside world like terrorism, but even things in our inner world. In other words, things like bad memories from our childhood. Um, we, these things are pushed into our unconscious mind. And because if we were thinking about it every single minute of the day, we, would be, we wouldn't be able to do anything. We would be paralyzed by fear or by bad feelings. And um, so that's why these things get stuffed into our unconscious. And denial is a way to protect ourselves from being flooded and overwhelmed with all of these things that are uncomfortable for us. So to some degree, denial is healthy. But when it's happening every day and it's not letting us um, appreciate the seriousness of some things, um, then, then it's time to break through it. Also, it takes up energy when we have to push things into our unconscious mind, again, whether it's bad memories from childhood or whether it's uh, memories of 9-11 or whether it's memories or awareness of, of more current things going on in the world that relate to terrorism. We, it takes energy to keep them out of our conscious awareness. And that's energy that's taken away from all the other things that you want to do in life, uh, from following your dreams, from working on, on your ambitions, from taking care of your family or, or you know, being, having a loving relationship. Um, it, you don't want to lose your psychological energy on pushing things down um, by denying them all the time and, and not being able to be fully present uh, in your life. So there's a phenomenon called cognitive dissonance. And what that is, is a splitting of your mind where it's, it's another way of looking at this. Besides, you know, looking at the unconscious and the conscious and so on. This is another way of looking at it. Um, our mind splits when it, now I'm talking specifically in regard to terrorism. Um, on the one hand, we are aware very much aware of these memories, we're aware of the current events, we're aware of things in the news, you know, certainly one of the things, I mean, recently our denial has been, <laughs> there have been assaults on our denial in the sense that some of the things that we've been hearing about in the world, um, like the attacks, the two attacks on Paris, uh, the attacks before that in London, the re more recent attack in Brussels, and then in California, in San Bernardino. So some of these things, these more recent attacks, have been doing a number to try to, you know, tug at us uh, to break through our denial. But um, so there's, we're aware of these things at one level of our brain. But at another level, we're, again, pushing them away, denying them. So our, our, there's dissonance. There's a kind of um, discomfort in our brain, a, a dis disassociation um, between what we know on one level of, of our brain and what we know on another level. So, for example, we've been um, some of the things that we've been hearing about lately, of course, with the elections now, um, there's, you know, there, there has been and there's going to be uh, even more awareness about terrorism, you know, as each candidate tries to tell us what they're going to do to fight against terrorism. So that's, you know, that's one of the things that's making it almost a daily occurrence in itself that we hear about it. Um, then, of course, 
there are other things um, in the news, recent things. There's just just today, for example, uh, there's a story about women in California suing a California restaurant for discrimination. Women who were dressed in traditional Muslim garb, and um, so there's all talk about Islamophobia and and so on. Then um, there's a, something in the news today about gun sales uh, being higher than ever before because of the combination of the fear of terrorism and the fear of increased gun control. And then, of course, there's always a smattering of trials in the news, you know, people being tried for terrorist acts or aiding terrorists or giving money to terrorists um, and so on. And then there was not too long ago, and it's still percolating, um, there's a story about the brother of the male terrorist in California. Um, he and his wife and his wife's sister uh, are involved, uh, are charged with um, various crimes, including a false marriage between the sister and the man who um, is already indicted for providing the arms the weapons to the um, husband of the couple who who perpetrated the San Bernardino attack, and then there's um, ISIS. There's there's the news um, today about ISIS versus Al Qaeda. There is opinion that um, actually the fact that there are these two terrorist organizations, um, they are competing with each other. Who's going to be the most powerful? Which means that um, they're going. To, there's a chance of greater. Uh, more attacks or, or bigger, more dramatic attacks as each one tries to outdo the other. So, <laughs> um, I know what you're thinking. You didn't sign up for this. You never expected to not be able to pursue your American dream. You never expected these things to get in the way, to have to worry about these things um, for yourself, for your loved ones, uh, your friends, your children. And, um, you know, this is kind of getting in, getting in the way of your life. You didn't expect to have to deal with this on top of all the other things that are difficult enough in life, obstacles. Um, and whatever country you're in listening to this, it's not just the American dream. People all over the world have dreams. And terrorism is um, squashing a lot of them or certainly making it harder. You wish that this would all go away. You don't want to spy on your neighbors, you know, to um, uncover uh, ones who could be involved with terrorist plots. You don't want to have to take your shoes off at the airport. Um, you don't want to have to look under the bed at the monster underneath or to see whether there is one. But, you know, if you're, if you're still wondering whether, in fact, um, it's important to break through your denial, why you have to do that, or whether, in fact, 9-11 um, is still impacting us, think about this. E ever since 9-11, there has been a, um, an obesity epidemic. Now, why do you, th do you think that's a coincidence? <laughs> Not really. Um, after 9-11, it was, in fact, it was, it was talked about in the media right after 9-11 about how there was an increase in people buying um, comfort food, eating comfort food, like pizza or chocolate ice cream, that's my comfort food, Rocky Road, <laughs> or whatever, it is, spaghetti. It's actually, comfort foods are actually the foods that you were given as a child uh, that your parents gave you whenever you were 
whenever you needed comforting, whenever you know you had a, a bad mark on a test or you're, you were picked on at school or something bad happened um, and they wanted to comfort you, they would give you certain kinds of foods. And those are the ones that unconsciously you reach for as an adult. Pizza. Um, if I didn't say that, you know, there's lots of cookies, cupcakes, you know, we have this whole big thing, um, cupcakes, a trend towards cupcakes recently. Uh, that's a comfort food. Cupcakes is something we associate with childhood and with comforting with birthday parties and that kind of thing. There's also a lack of productivity, you know, the recession. Um, in fact, there was just something today about us being less produ productive. Now, of course, the recession, there are lots of uh, factors that went into that. But one big one, and one big one for why we're still having problems getting out of the recession, is that we are not as, as productive uh, in our work as we were before. And why is that? Um, clearly, in my opinion, it's because we're distracted by memories of past terrorist attacks, particularly 9-11, and also the ongoing uh, news that we hear about terrorism, the ongoing threats that we hear every day. So especially when people um, watch the news right before they go to bed and then they try to sleep, it's very difficult. Uh, we're, we're not sleeping as well as we used to. Even at the job, we're distracted by things um, that relate perhaps peripherally. Perhaps you don't realize at first that it relates to terrorism, but it does. Then another uh, alarming statistic is that we, there's an increase. I just read this the other day. There's an increase in suicide since 9-11. Um, these are not coincidences, you know, these are things that are very real, and the sooner that we pay attention to them, to what this, what the impact is, has been, and is, um, the sooner we can start doing things to try to counteract that. So please, stop being in denial about terrorism, you need to wake up. Now, let me tell you about my own experience uh, and relation to 9-11. Why is it? Who is this Dr. Carolyn? Why is she so <laughs> uptight about 9-11 and terrorism? Well, actually, when I'm a New Yorker. I was, I'm a born and bred New Yorker, and you can um, take the girl out of New York, but you can't take the New York out of the girl, and I'm a, a shining example of that, even though I live on the West Coast now. So when 9-11 happened, it wasn't, it was more personal. It was uh, an injury to my city. My city is wounded. And especially when I went down to the site of 9-11, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was too painful for words. And so when that happened, I asked myself, what can I do with all my training as a psychiatrist? What can I do to help the world um, leave a legacy and help the world uh, most what's the most important thing I could do and clearly it was to it, it wasn't it is um, To do things to help people cope with terrorism and that was the name of my first book I wrote a book called coping with terrorism dreams interrupted and um, I started promoting it um, or having an agent bring it around to pu to publishers in New York and um, Nobody wanted to publish it because the same reaction came from all the publishers. Nobody wants to read about a book about terrorism. Well, clearly the publishers didn't want to read a book about terrorism, and they didn't want to have to edit a book about terrorism or market a book about terrorism. So um, they were obviously in denial too. Now this was in um, this well. This was in the years after 9/11, and finally. 
the book did get published. Where did it get published? In London. Because London had, in, on 7-7-2005, they had their attack, which um, was their 9-11. So, so I, this book was published on the one-year anniversary of their 7-7. Now, today um, I'm going to begin to giving you some tips. The whole point is, the reason why I'm, I'm beseeching you to wake up and, and not be in denial anymore is because there are things that you can do. And I will be telling you as we go on things that you can do for you and your family. But the key, the, the, general, um, the general basis for it is that you need to pretend as if you are running a marathon. What would you do if you were planning on running a marathon? You would prepare. How would you prepare? You would prepare physically by running a little bit more each day and keeping your body healthy with vitamins and sleep and um, doing all the things that you, you know, taking care of any illnesses or, or physical problems you might have, you would get yourself in shape physically to be able to run this marathon. You might also get yourself in shape psychologically because we know that whenever we're competing in something, the more, um, on top of it, psychologically you are, the more motivated, the more um, clear, your mind is the better you're going to be to be able to run that race, to be able to win whatever the competition is. So there's a physical part and a psychological part. And there are things that you can do every day to prepare yourself in these two realms um, so that you will be stronger. Because terrorism, I hate to break it to you folks, but unless there's some miracle, which is unlikely in our lifetime, terrorism ain't going away. So the only thing that we can do is make ourselves stronger to be able to face it every day and to be able to continue to pursue our, our dreams and to live and to love and to work in a way that is fulfilling to us. And I'm going to be helping you deal with all of that, helping you understand how to do that. Now, one of the ways um, I'm going to be doing that is I have another book coming out in America this time called to help you um, and your and your whole family. It's called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists. Oh my! How to protect your child in a time of terror. But I'll also be talking with you in these podcasts about things going on uh, in the world in regard to terrorism. Things that you can do uh, every day. Little things that you can add to your life. And that will make you stronger and uh, more able to live in this world. Um, there are things like, um, you know, there are things to lower your stress level, such as putting uh, aromatherapy candles around. There's a whole, a whole lot of things, meditation. And we'll be talking about these in more detail. So I'm, I thank you for joining me. Um, I am going to be, uh, gently helping you confront the monster under your bed. I'm going to be putting it on my couch and making it less scary by analyzing it. And I will gently help you out of your denial by empowering you and making you more resilient. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist.